tomorrow, it's going to be an interesting day. Uh, uh, according to the unions, this will have zero impact on the student experience, but work to rule begins in uh, public elementary schools and public high schools. Here to give us an idea of what this is going to look like. Travis Danraj, our Queen's Park Bureau Chief, joins the show. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Happy to be here as always, Kelly. How are you? Uh, I am good. Thank you very much. Let's talk about tomorrow's Work to Rule campaign. First of all, what's it going to look like? Will it be the same in high schools as uh, elementary schools? Pretty much. And I think, you know, there has been a lot of confusion around what's exactly happening because you have this backdrop where, you know, the union puts out something, whether or not it's EPFO or OSFDF, which is the high school teachers union, and then you have the Minister of Education, and it seems to be this flurry of information coming at parents, uh, and they're just trying to sort through, okay, what do I need to know for tomorrow? Well, in terms of what uh, folks need to know for tomorrow, there's not really going to be a huge impact to day-to-day operations uh, within the classroom in high schools uh, or in elementary schools. However, there will be an impact on the administrative side uh, and in terms of extracurricular activities and field trips, those are still going to move forward. We're likely going to see the impact of this, though, into next year. Oh, why is that? Why why next year? Would we not go into a, a, you know, we saw the support workers um, escalate things into a, a, uh, they had a strike date ready to go and then everything was settled, but it escalated really quickly into the work to rule. Why wouldn't we see this now? Well, because I think that there's a difference here in terms of uh, the union understands that they need to keep parents on side. Uh, The ministry wants to do the exact same thing. So there's really a fight right now for the hearts and minds of of parents. Uh, The real impact will be on report cards. Report cards get written in early January, and then they're distributed in February. When parents are going to notice a major difference is when they see those report cards, because they won't be as fulsome as they usually are. They're not going to have, uh, you know, comments and things like that. What the teachers actually do is they just give the grades for each student to the principal. The principal enters them in, and then that sheet goes to the parents. So it's just a, a, a list of grades with no other information. And that comes out in early February. That's kind of the real first marker. I, I mean, who knows what will happen? So, but I, Travis, I'm just thinking about it from a principal's perspective. How hellish is that? Is that principal's life oh, as soon as this starts? Yeah, it, it, it becomes very difficult, and especially on the administrative side, there are you know a, a, a lot of headaches on that side. Um, the other thing that we will see is that we will continue to see. Uh, Sam Hammond, who is the head of ETFO, the president of ETFO, and Harvey Bishop, who is the head of the union for OSSTF, and Minister Lecce, duke it out in public. I mean, you know, last week was a great example when we saw, you know, really negotiating going on through the media, really, you know, where one side would say, okay, this deal was on the table, that side wasn't on the table. And so these two sides here say that they want to negotiate in good faith. Well, it seems to me, from my perspective, being in the middle of it sometimes, like they're negotiating through the media and not really at the table trying to hammer out a deal. Yeah, I went to a girls' weekend this weekend, and one of the, well, a couple of people are teachers in the group, and one of the teachers and I were on a hike, and I shut down the conversation really quickly because you're, like, enjoying the weekend with your friends, and it could get 
uh, pretty intense because teachers are are largely, um, you know, they're affected by what the union tells them on an ongoing basis. And she was really upset and blamed it all on the province and said, look, at Lecce started to negotiate in the media. Like, this is all of his fault. Like, who goes to ask for a, a moderator, a mediator, like, you know, at the beginning of negotiations, but these negotiations have been going on for a little bit of time now. It's not like they just started yesterday. And the other thing is, uh, I heard that the union was looking favorably at, at a mediator as long as they could negotiate with full transparency. Well, yeah. So, okay. So there's there's two different kind of, I mean, there's, there's four different unions involved here. There's the French, the Catholic, the elementary teachers and the high school, and they all kind of have their own unique circumstances. There is a mediator involved with uh, the high school teachers. There's not one with the elementary teachers right now. But, I mean, to play devil's advocate, yeah, I know uh, your teacher friend was saying this is all Lecce's fault for negotiating in the press. But to be fair, the heads of the unions are, are, are not camera shy at all, and they're, you know, out in front pushing their message as well. So I think, you know, breath needs to be taken by both sides and they need to really get back to the table to try to deal with this. I will just run through a quick list here um, because I don't want to be, I don't want to say nothing's going to happen. Yeah, I think we need to inform people on what they're looking for tomorrow. Okay. So the part, so this is some of the services that will be withdrawn. The participation in EQAO preparation uh, or testing. So that's basically provincial tests. Uh, the completion and submission of Ministry of Education data reports, participation in school board professional activities that are based on Ministry of Education or school board initiatives, participation in unpaid staff meetings outside of the regular school day, and providing comments on secondary provincial uh, report cards and as well as uh, elementary report cards as well. And we're going to so- see some picketing, right? We will see some picketing at uh, select locations. Uh, I, I, I mean, I don't know if you're going to see a ton tomorrow. You will see probably, you know, um, a smattering of different picket lines. But they have to be cognizant as well that they don't want to impede parents from getting students to school because uh, this is really, you know, it's delicate because if public opinion sw- swings the other way, uh, and it's not with the teachers, which some say it is with right now, then they've got a tougher battle to fight, right? I want to just bring it back to, you said that uh, that they the teachers won't be prepping for the EQAO uh, test. Now, the first one is in January. Uh, it's in reading, writing, and math school uh, skills. They get tested at grade nine in, in January and in June. But um, isn't that problematic for the teachers? Because if the marks aren't up, then that doesn't look good on the teachers. Well, they're not going to be participating in EQAO testing either. So, I mean, there's a question as to how these tests happen um, if the teachers aren't willing to, uh, you know, test prep them. Kids and, exactly. Got prep you. them. So, I, so those may have to be put off. But, I mean, that's another one of those kind of what ifs. So when I say that there's not going to be an impact, well, I, I mean, in the day-to-day kind of classroom activities, there's not. But when you look at things like EQAO, yeah, certainly that there, that there is. You know, I was uh, speaking with one of the union leaders, and we were talking about uh, the support workers' um, negotiation. I mean, the, backdrop, 
the backdrop, Kelly, if I could just jump in, jump in it, I mean, it was it was a little bit different. And I mean, I don't know if this is what you were going to say, because there was a federal election at play, right? Andrew Scheer did not want to strike when the QP workers were going to walk off the job. So the, the government did everything in their power to avoid that from happening. That's not the situation now. Yeah, right? but I asked him about if there was a template that was created. And it seemed like when I was talking to my, my friend who's a teacher uh, that things would get ugly. She kind of went, yeah, it's going to get ugly. But you mentioned that it would be held over probably any kind of uh, negotiation would be held over to the new year. So presumably that means they're probably not going to go on strike. Does that have anything to do with the fact that the Christmas holidays are coming up right now? Yeah. And the, when teachers are on strike, they only get strike pay. And let's face it, everybody's got families and we all need to buy Christmas presents. Well, I mean, that, that certainly is fa- perhaps is a factor. But I mean, when you look at the calendar itself, right, I mean, there's not going to be uh, much impact when you have a strike when kids are on Christmas vacation, right? So, so I mean, you've got what, a couple weeks left here, two or three weeks left until the legislature rises for the winter break. I think they rise on the 12th of December. Um, so I don't, I think that the unions are looking at that calendar as well as when the kids go home for their break. So uh, much like the impeachment, when you think about it in the United States, everyone's looking at the calendar right now and saying, Okay, how does this work out? And I, I don't see, and I could be wrong here, but I don't foresee any kind of actual strike stoppage of all kind of uh, activity in the classroom and teachers walking off the job until at least uh, late January, early February. All right. Well, that's good to know. Uh, Travis, let's talk about the uh, Minister of Health who made a major announcement today, and that is about the fact that they're going to be um, putting together these, originally we called it, a, a, they called it a super agency, but they're provincial health teams. The first one will be starting in Mississauga. We're going to talk to Christine Elliott uh, at about 1045, just to find out the skinny on that. But is there anything in this announcement that stuck out to you that was left open-ended well, so, and I mean, I think, you know, we were talking about this off the air this morning. I think what Christine Elliott's real job is going to be for the next uh, couple of weeks here is to make people understand what the heck this all means for them when they go to the doctor, right? I mean, there's this whole reorganization of the Ministry of Health uh, and this creation of a super agency and then the creation of these 24 different health teams, which essentially means... Um, bringing together health service providers to better, they say, uh, create a, a patient care experience. Well, you know, as, as we talked about off, off the air, what does that mean when I go to the doctor? Is anything actually going to change, and how quickly am I going to see that change? I think that is the message that Christine Elliott is going to have to convey to people and also convey a message that that service is not going to be impacted because, Whenever you talk about reorganization, people are concerned, okay, well, that's just, uh, you know, uh, another way of saying that they're going to be cutting things here and there, and reorganizing is a way to kind of just pay over. Well, and and not only reorganization with uh, cutting things, but also you've got to retrain. You've got to get people up to speed on how these new um, uh, companionships are going to work, and that takes some time, right? It certainly does take some time, and, and, you know, we found out when this whole thing happened initially a couple of months ago, um, you know, the premier had said there's not going to be any job losses. Christine Elliott said that there weren't going to be any cuts. Well, we found out that there were a whole bunch of administrative staff that actually did lose their job. 
Um, so, I mean, could the impact of that continue? We shall see, but I mean, this comes out in drips and drabs and we will have to see this actually in action. And so you've got this first health team, which they're putting into place in Mississauga. They're going to roll out 23 others and we'll see how it goes. All right. Well, Travis, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate your time as always. Kelly, no problem. Cheers. Travis Danraj, Global's Queens Park Bureau Chief.